like body image. I was super bulimic for many, many years. And I just find it so funny because I really was tiny. <laughs> I was like exactly the same size as I am now. And I'm like, you dumb bitch. Why did you listen to the male gaze? I don't understand why I wasn't listening to the male gaze. I walked down the street today. I got so many comics from the comments from the male and female gaze. I finally understand catcalling, right? Because I have a cat. And I kiss at my cat all the time. Sir, don't come here. Sir, he never comes. Like it doesn't work. Cat calling doesn't work. The cat never comes. Like it just, he doesn't. He'll stretch out on the floor and I want to touch him and all of his eight nipples are showing and I'm like, you are a stripper and I want to touch you. And I get super close to him and then he's also the bouncer. He's like, don't you touch my nipples. I'm like, oh, I was asking for consent. Like I don't know in cat language what consent is. But walking down the street today, I got so many like comments. Uh, one guy, he said, girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. And I was like, that's a compliment. That's not catcalling. That's a compliment. That was great. I felt really good about it. It was fine with me. It's like, you can, you can say that on the street to me. I like that. Uh, but another gentleman uh, said, you got a nice fit on today. I said that I I am fit and I have an outfit that works double entendre in cat call like it and then he said cute skirt can I get under there and get a sniff what we just changed from compliment to cat call really quickly also that's kind of gross why do you want to smell my boyfriend's cum you weirdo (laughs) that's kind of gay that's kind of weird man I don't know why you're want to smell that shit you don't want to get under there it's not cool cool so I did I did used to have a lot of like tons of eating disorder issues and I thought I was fat and I thought I was skinny and then I thought I was fat, and now I'm like yay everything is fine why are we all freaking out but this really is a big issue in the United States when we have so many problems <laughs> but one of them also happens to be that one out of every four women has eating disorders so that was interesting to me. And also that when I put this show out and I was like, hey, who has body dysmorphia issues or who's been made fun of for these things? Guys came up to me and I was like, this isn't this, wow. I feel like so closeted that dudes have this issue too. I feel kind of like a jerk. And, but it's, I mean, that's real. Like guys can be too skinny because you're not big enough. You're not manly enough. But girls have to be so tiny. And why aren't you more like a tiny squirrel? And like, what's wrong with you? I don't know, 90210 fucked me up. Anybody else? (laughs) I grew up in Danville here with the San Ramon Valley. Yeah. Uh, And everyone was so perfect that we just didn't even have a scale anymore. It just got so strange. Anyways, this this isn't funny. I'll leave you guys with one of my favorite cheers because I was a cheerleader for God. There is only one God, and he is the sun God. Ra, ra, ra. Yeah, right? That's a good one. Yeah. I was a Christian cheerleader, and the only thing that sucked about being a Christian cheerleader is the skirts were really long, which were not sexy, uh, and then my butt always hurt from protecting my virginity. Also, not sexy. <laughs> it was not something I wanted to deal with. All right, let's let's get into this shit tonight. I'm so excited you're here. We usually we sing a song before we start. If you know how it goes, sing along with me. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy, comedy, together we will bring our jokes up high, 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 
We got a bong back there if anybody wants a hit. We totally have a station bong and tons of weed, so it's totally fine. M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! I'm so excited because I have no idea what's going to happen tonight. But I, I am, like, I love these themed shows. Also, yay! I, I know, there's so much fun! Because we get to do material that we wouldn't normally do. And, like, who talks about eating disorders? Or not even eating disorders. This isn't even about eating disorders. I had an eating disorder because those are my body issues. But tonight is, like about people who are like wicked super tall and skinny and being made fun of for that or being anything that the world expects you to be but you're like I'm not and then how do I and why am I not good enough or whatever it's gonna be fun we're gonna have a good time yay we're all here um I didn't make a list because I'm a terribly unorganized person so do you guys want to like mad dog each other who know who are on the show you guys don't even know who are on the show actually which is funny (laughs) Like, do the people on the show want to, or do any people are like, I feel the need to go first. Ah, is anybody's like cute belly? Like, look, you can't even dive. Was that? All right. Hey, you guys, your first comedian. She is a lovely human being. She's the one actually, the reason that I started the theme of the show is that she was hosting at um, the now defunct Sad Face uh, Hotel Utah. And I, you were doing jokes about being so skinny on stage. And I was like, wow, like she's had it rough. And I, as a child, would have dreamed to be you because you're like wicked super tall and you weigh like, you're like ounces. And like the thigh gap is so gorgeous. Like you've got this fucking thigh gap. I could like stick my head. I could put three kittens in your thigh gap. Like I can imagine if I, that would have been today's thing. If I could have made a Fonto, a picture of you, if I could Photoshop three kittens in your thigh gap. Put your hands together, everybody, for Gaula Finman. Is it working? Are we in? I kind of feel like I'm at a white supremacist rally. <laughs> like, are we okay? Are we allowed to be here gathering for thinness? <laughs> like, we are the supreme body type. <laughs> Give it up for thinness, you guys. That's what we're celebrating. Uh, we'll make it complicated, <laughs> you know? If we haven't met yet, uh, my name is Gaula. Uh, People are like, did you get that name at Burning Man? (laughs) In a sense, my parents created our very own Burning Man. They had a wild time. They had seven of us. They went crazy with the names. I'm the fifth girl. They were like, first baby, girl. Sivia, Bracha, Hindi, Adel. Finally, their fifth disappointment. Let's call her Gaula. And then the boy came along, Alex. And they were just like, hello, Alex. Welcome to society. This is capitalism. That's the moment we're in now. Go enjoy it. Oh, ladies. (laughs) Well, you're going to have to explain yourselves all the time, wherever you go, in an artistic way. (laughs) And so here I am, talking to you guys about the dark side of being skinny. Is there a dark side? We'll find out. But it's like, I (laughs) I don't need to, like, stare at myself in the mirror to be like, this is what I look like. I mean, we do it. We all, we all fucking do it. But people will tell us, you know. It's like I was in the bathroom the other day, washing my hands, and some. How's that for you? <laughs> and I hear like clicking. Somebody came in, and they're like, "Oh, uh, am I in the wrong restroom?" Because <sighs> they see this. I'm like, "Oh no, just the wrong decade." <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like, I know I'm six feet tall, very skinny, <laughs> no boobs, totally flat chested, and I like a good barbershop experience. <laughs> Anyone else? But um, I'm on my period and my nipples are really sore. So this is also my bathroom. <laughs> when you're skinny, you have really small boobs usually, unless you get a boob job, right? I, uh, well, there's some exceptions. I have a friend that um, took all her like life savings. She was always kind of self-conscious about her boobs. Anyone else have like a period where dudes do? Felt weird about your boobs, body weirdness. She had like a little small one. This is my small one and this is my big one. Anyone else? <laughs> and she was like, I want to fix that because it's been, it's been hurting me. People have said mean things to me. And she finally had $10,000. I was like, you know what? If I had 10 grand to do anything, I'd maybe just accept my boobs and just start a movement. Hashtag diverse titty. You know, just like one big one, one little one. It's not such a big deal. But like, you guys, ladies, men, people tell you what you look like. Like I pissed off a guy at a bar the other day because he was like, I don't know if I can call you pretty. Hi, talking about being beautiful. And you guys are all beautiful. There's some chairs over here. You can sit on the floor if you don't want to make it hard for anyone or me while I'm doing my set. This is great. No, this is great. Yeah, they're all cute. It's great. Just like a thin what, supremacist group, just loading them in. <laughs> nice. Thin people united against curves. <laughs> yeah. What am I going to talk about? Um, yeah, I talked about yeah. So this, I was in, I was in a, a bar, and this guy got really pissed at me. He's like, I don't know if I can call you pretty hmm. or handsome, you know. And I'm just like, oh, that's so hard for you. <laughs> you don't know what to do with this. It's so hard for you. Look, well, the non-gendered word I think you're looking for, sir, is ugly. You think I'm ugly, and you're pissed that I'm the only thing left in this bar for you to sexually harass. <laughs> Am I opening the channels of skinny and ugly right now, y'all? People will pick it up later. Look, if you sleep with me, that doesn't make you gay. <laughs> Dudes. If you're begging for a pegging in your booty, <laughs> you're teetering, okay? <laughs> okay, true story. Yeah. What am I going to talk about? Um, I was doing this, what I'm doing right now, I was looking down, walking down the street in San Francisco, and some guy goes, competent and pretty woman should never look down. And I'm like, how, first of all, how do you know I'm pretty? I could look real fucked up and have no teeth. I'm looking down. You don't see this fucking face. I got you. They're fine. Everything's fine up here too. But I was looking down because I, as Pam mentioned, was admiring my thigh gap. You can fit three cats in this thigh gap, according to Pam. Three little kittens would be happy in there. This is a portal. This is where all my self-worth lives, everybody. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Sometimes during the day, I just like to remind myself <laughs> of my worth. <laughs> a portal to possibility. <laughs> I worked hard for that. You know, I was walking down the street, and I'm a nanny, and I was pushing the baby, and a woman came up to me with a very inferior stroller to the one I use. And I work for really rich people. It was an up a baby, okay? And uh, she's like, 
you look, you are so thin for just having had a baby. Ah, excuse me, I need, and I was just like, I don't want her to get close. <laughs> and I was like, I'm a nanny, you created life, have a nice day. And I like turned down a street I didn't need to go on to like run away from the mom that felt fat. And I was just like, I didn't want her to come close to me. I didn't want her to notice how haggard I am and that this thinness isn't coming from like Gwyneth Paltrow styled self-care and health. I do nothing to deserve this. I have wide hips and I don't gain weight here and I just have a thigh gap, okay? I eat whatever. I, I did have an eating disorder for like a summer when I was 15 because Nicole Richie told me I was fat, right? Like, <laughs> that, that was the times. And then I like realized what a body mass index was. I was like, I'm an 18.5, anything less is clinically anorexic and skinny, so I gotta just face the facts. I'm a fucking skinny bitch with a fucking thigh gap. And then Kim Kardashian came on the scene. That second made me hate myself for not having curves. So what do we do, ladies? <laughs> fucking, we surrender, you know? <sighs> to eat, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. So. My thigh gap and my thinness actually comes from having, now I don't have an eating disorder, but I have Marfan syndrome. Anyone know what that is? Yeah, it's a genetic disorder. It affects your 15th chromosome. It makes you legally blind. You can have scoliosis. And you can drop dead of a heart attack at the age of 35. But people, it also gives you thigh gap. <laughs> So if I want to rock on the tenderloin for the next five years until I drop dead, just taking what God has given me, I'm going to fucking do that. <laughs> Nobody's as tall as, there's no people with Mar fans in here, right? Because I would, I just want to like, if there was, we could just shake hands and I could just stay on the stage at Mutiny Radio. <laughs> we could just shake hands and then I'd like pull you on the stage because I want to start a mutant army. <laughs> Anyone with any kind of mutated disorders, we could just fucking take over the world. First rule, nothing happens before noon, because we're fucking sleepy. Naps all the time. <laughs> we could just sloth our way into success, you know? Just fucking take over the world by doing less. <laughs> Those are my people. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think that is all I have to talk about. <laughs> um, so give it up for your incredible host and babe, cheerleader, Pam Benjamin. Clap harder for Gaula's thigh gap. My God, yes. And it's effortless. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I, I did shave my legs, I said, for the first time in five months. So that's lovely. But I only shaved up to my knee. So I have no idea what the rest of it looks. I didn't shave my, this is, it might look like a spider is running across my legs, but no, that's just my pubic hair. I have, I have so much pubic hair. It looks like a hair skirt. Like I'm not nervous to be naked in front of people. I, I have pubic hair that's so long and old. It's been around longer than many comedians have been doing comedy. <laughs> it's like three-year-old pubic hair. Like, I want to keep it. One of them today, like, really came out. Fing! Like, it really came out. Fing! And it was super silver. And I, like, kind of tugged on it for a minute. And I was like, no, I'm just going to let you stay there. <laughs> like, I feel like there's a lot of power in that silver. Fing! 
cool. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let society make me trim my pubes. <laughs> I love, ah, there's power in the pubes, baby. I, I hope your next comedian has pubic hair. Let's bring up a do guys have pubic hair? They have they lasered it off yet? Have guys done it too? Like is everybody so against pubic hair that they're like, you have to laser your balls now? Is that happening? Are dudes lasering their balls? I don't I don't watch porn. I have no idea what's happening. Um, I, I don't. Do they do they laser do, are there does anyone have a shorn scrotum? Is that <laughs> I don't know. It's waxing. Males wax their balls? Now that's amazing because I'm afraid to wax because of the pain. But wow, on the ball sack. I thought men, I, I mean, if men can do that with their ball sacks, they might actually be able to handle childbirth. That's amazing. I'm impressed with millennials now. They're like into the pain. Let's get it done. Uh, all right, uh, let's bring up your next comedian. Where I see him back there. Damn, Dan, are you ready? What? Uh, I believe he might have been a diminutive boy uh, that might have been made fun of for his non-large size. I'm just guessing. Unless you were like this tall since you were seven. I don't know how that works. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dan Aganaga! Yay! Actually, it's a funny story. I used to be (laughs) 6'4". Something happened. I don't know. Uh, no, but thank you very much, Pam, for that intro. Uh, I love it how you say my name correctly. I think you're the only person who could say my name correctly. It's Agi Naga. Agi Naga. Kind of sounds Japanese, right? A little bit, right? The weird thing about that name is some people even expect to see a Japanese person after they hear that name, which once made for uh, quite the awkward job interview. This actually happened. Yeah, I guess HR didn't do their homework. Thought they were going to be interviewing someone Asian, and then I show up, and they realize they're interviewing someone lazy. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. I'm Caucasian. Uh, I'm very Caucasian, I've, st- I've started to realize. Like, I'm like water polo white, you know? Like, I look like someone put a water polo player in the dryer. Like, essentially, that's, that's essentially what I look like. Now, speaking of that, um, this happened to me last week in Oakland. I work in Oakland, and I was walking on the street, and a kid points to my face and goes, yo, you got the face of the Stanford rapist. Can you believe that? He thought I was still in college. (laughs) (laughs) Still got it. Little cutie was just paying me a compliment. No, I am very young looking for my age. I'm 33 years old. Pam, you think I look like 23 or something like that? And it translates back all the way to high school when I was So I'm 33, I look 23, so when I was 13, I looked like a fetus, I guess. (laughs) That was actually my nickname in high school, no joke, it was fetus. Yeah, I was so little, I was five foot one, I weighed 97 pounds, and about 96 of those pounds was all in my head. (laughs) I had a really big head, my head hit puberty before my body, I looked like a walking lollipop, it was awful. Uh, I looked like Mr. Garrison, if he was shorter, yeah. and it was, uh, it was tough. It, it, I miss those days, though, when bullies would, you know, say mean things to your face. You know, now you don't have that anymore. Now they're just hiding behind a screen. <laughs> you know, the good old days. Yeah. Bullies made fun of you for weird things back then, obviously for what you looked like. But also, I don't know if anyone relates to this. Bullies would make fun of you if you didn't know about something. Because Google didn't exist, right? <laughs> 
Seriously, and usually it was always like slang related. I remember my uh, this bully named Lori Yates, that's his real name. Uh, he went up to me and he, he totally fooled me. He goes, hey Dan, you're not straight, are you? And he said it like that, right? So he set me up and I was 12 years old. I didn't know what straight was. I was like, no. He's like, Haha, you're gay, you're gay. I'm like, <laughs> just like wanted to kill myself after that. Back then, yeah, nowadays if that would have happened, I would be like, Excuse me, Lori, I have to go to the bathroom. And then just look up what straight meant. Come out and be like, hey, Lori, I am straight. I'm straight as a motherfucker. And then just been done. All right, let's move on from that. Um, no, so uh, I'm uh, what you would call a late bloomer. That's, that was what kind of what was responsible for how I looked in high school. Uh, I feel like late bloomer is just a nice way of saying your body is lazy. You know? Because, like, I didn't want to be a late bloomer my body decided to be a late bloomer. I wanted to grow pubes. If it was up to me, I wanted to grow pubes when I was like six. But, and I think the reason why my body held back for so long is because it knew once I'd hit puberty, I would just like abuse the shit out of it. Right? Because think about it. Like before puberty, that's like the honeymoon period between you and your body, right? The worst thing you could do to your body before puberty is like what? Scrape your knee from playing outside? Now, after I hit puberty, I, you know, fill it up with drugs and alcohol and fucking yank on my pecker for probably twice a day. Yeah. Yeah, if my body and I were in a relationship, it would have left me a long time ago. Yeah, when I pulled out the Purell to jerk off with, I think that was, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, that actually happened too. I was like, eh, it's wet. It'll be fine. <laughs> nope. Felt, my dick felt radioactive. <laughs> yeah, it was like if Spider-Man got bit on the wiener. Uh, anyways, yeah, my lazy body. Uh, there was um, a pro, though. I, uh, so I hated going through the awkward phase. It was really painful for me. Uh, but about five years ago, uh, I kind of got over it, finally, because there was an article that came out in the New York Post about a priest at a, a prestigious Catholic school in New York, that's where I'm from, uh, who molested a bunch of kids for decades. And this priest, I know this priest very well. I was actually an altar boy at this school. We had hung out a bunch of times. And guys, during those two years I was an altar boy, not once did he try to fuck me. Not once. So, my awkward phase saved me from getting molested. That's how ugly I was. I was so ugly, the pedophile looked at me and goes, mm, let's wait. Let's wait, let's let, let him develop a little bit. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> oh, man, I was obsessed. With, so I was a late bloomer. All my friends, like, their bodies were just like, yeah, pew, 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 pew. And my body was just like, mm, snooze. Uh, and it sucked, man. I remember, like, when I had, like, a little... Does anyone watch Big Mouth, the show Big Mouth, right? Like, I'm, like, basically Nick, like, that character. Right? Like, I was obs I wanted pubes so badly. I remember when I grew, like, two armpit hairs, I would, like, lick it. So it would look like it was like four armpit hairs. <laughs> oh my God, this is all too real, Pam. Thanks for having me. Uh, and uh, no, and pubes, I, I wanted pubes so badly. Like I remember, like when, you, when you're pubeless, you just see the world differently. You do. Like, so I remember a, a very specific example. I went to a baseball game and I remember I had to go pee. So I went to the urinal and I think guys will understand this in the audience. You know how there's like always a healthy garnish of stray pubes like on the urinal? <laughs> Girls, do you know this? 
If you don't know, that's basically pretty much every single urinal in the world has like a patchy, like, like guy from the mission beard. You know what I mean? <laughs> and nowadays I just see that I'm like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna piss and move on with the rest of my life. But back then, I was sincerely amazed. I looked down at those pubes and I was like, Jesus Christ, people are giving these away? <laughs> Broke my heart. Thought about taking a couple, but I didn't. <laughs> this has more awes than laughs. Um, but I, di I did finally hit puberty, spoiler alert, I'll have you know. And uh, I trim now, not to brag. And uh, hit my growth spurt too, that was a big thing for me. Now I'm a whopping five foot nine inches tall, or as a lot of ladies put it, ooh, almost. Yeah, five nine's an interesting height, I think, for a guy, because I don't really feel like I've belonged, ever belonged to a height group. You know, like the talls never really accepted me. Neither did the shorts. And that was my safety school too, that one hurt. Yeah, no, it wasn't accepted by the shorts either. I'm just sort of this like weird in-between. I'm like a vertical orphan, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think if there was ever a war between all the tall people and the short people in the world? I don't know where I would fall under that, like what side I'd be on. I'd probably be the referee. You know, I'm like the vertical equivalent of Switzerland. And uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun to ref a war. Uh, I just, I don't know, whenever I see referees, they look, aside from like the crazy parents who give them shit on the field, like I think refs, it looks like a fun time. It's just exercise and get to, I don't know, it's just a fun time. Like, and I love it when referees at the beginning of a boxing match, they get the two people together, you know? I would love to do that for the tall versus shorts war. I could be like, all right, let's bring it together here. I want a good clean war. Talls, keep the teasing to a minimum. Shorts, no biting. Okay, just punch with your legs. I don't know. Yeah, I would cheer for the shorts in that war. I just, I feel like they need the win. Yeah, tall people have had it easy for too long. Tall guys have had it easy for way too long, right? It's way too easy. Because they've always been able to attain those hard to reach things in life. You know, like shelves or, um, what's that other thing? Uh, pussy? Tall guys and pussy are just big fans of each other. That's why I always found it so silly when uh, a tall guy joined a dating app. How lazy is that? You're tall. The world is your dating app. Just go outside somewhere and stand. And then you could left and right swipe women's faces as they walk up to you. That's your app. Yeah, ladies want that NBA jizz. Um, yeah, that tag was unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, uh, I don't know. Tall people on dating apps, I think it's so silly to me. Uh, I'd be a lot taller if I was on a dating app. I could guarantee you that much. I would. Yeah, no, I would uh, probably boost it up to 5'10", maybe even 5'11", if it's boot season. I love boots. They're just like, they're like the spanks for short men. I love them. <laughs> There's so much lift. Yeah. Hmm. Boots. <laughs> what the fuck was I going to tell you guys about? Boots. Oh, no, so I've never been on a dating app, actually. Um, I'm not saying I'm better than you. I'm just saying I feel like I'm better than you. And, uh, no, I've always, and I, even when I was single, I always appreciate, I always liked going out and, like, meeting girls at bars. I just liked, like, that raw dog dating style, you know, like, no screen in between us. I'll, I'll end on this with you guys. Uh, the term raw dog, right? It's a pretty gross term. It's, it's really nasty. Uh, and my parents are from Brazil. And my dad, he speaks perfect English, but sometimes he doesn't know some of these slang terms. So 
uh, I'd say like two years ago, he calls me up out of nowhere and he goes, Daniel, I heard a new word today and I, uh, I want to know what it means. I'm like, all right, what's the word? He goes, it's a raw dog. I'm like, okay, how'd you hear this? And he goes, my coworker went up to me and goes, Carlos, I raw dogged the shit out of this girl last night. I'm like, that's, he used it correctly. It's very <laughs> direct. And he goes, what does this mean? And so after I finish chuckling to myself, I go, well, dad, uh, raw dog uh, is basically when two people have sex without a condom. And then he's just sort of a little quiet on the end there. I could hear him thinking. He just goes, hmm, when I was your age, we just called that love. Aww. He made raw dog romantic, you guys. <laughs> All right, that's it for me. Thanks a lot. Dan Aganaga, yay! He's never been on a dating app. You can clap for that too. Yay! You, you're like a, you're like a little, what's it called when no one else does that? Uh, snowflake, unicorn, a unicorn. Yes. Uh, no, snowflake is everybody melting in the sun. Uh, I'm also, I'm also a unicorn. I've never been on the dating apps, and I find it very silly. And I've had friends who've said like, well, you know, dating, you need to raise the bar. And then some people are like, no, no, no. When it comes to dating, you need to lower the bar. And I'm like, meet at the fucking bar. Isn't that how everybody does it? Like, that's how I do it. I don't understand these dating apps. Just go to a bar. Yay! I'm an alcoholic, so it's much easier, I guess, for me. Uh, your next comedian, she's so funny. Oh, I know, I didn't, I haven't told anybody any list or anything. I've just been like, good luck. You're up next. Have fun with it. Uh, she's so funny, and she's going to have a great time. You guys are going to love her, everybody. Maria DePlutis. Yay! How to use protection. So I am like the token not skinny person here. Which is, uh, there, there's no joke there, it's just a fact. It's okay, we can laugh. It's okay to not be skinny. I went and sat here, so the guy behind me is like, great, the one comedian I actually get to see is the one that isn't skinny. Life. Ooh, Look at this though, huh? Weight loss goals. <laughs> All right, I got one for you. Why did the chicken cross the road? Just two people want to know? Let's try it again. Why did the chicken cross the road? Why? Well, so <laughs> the chicken was a stand-up comedian, uh, and the chicken had been kind of having a bad day. Like her, her clothes were a little tight. This isn't about me, by the way. The chicken's not me. Chicken is a separate person. Her clothes were a little tight, you know. She ate a whole burrito. She felt a little bloated. Anyways, uh, she, she did a set at a show, and it didn't go that great. And she wasn't feeling good, you know. Uh, so she, she walked outside of the place where the set was happening, you know, letting the dust settle on the stage where she had just dropped the bomb and uh, feeling like an eggshell of a chicken. So she went outside having a cigarette, and some guy came up to her and was like, are you pregnant? And then she was like, as she's taking some of her cigarette, no. And then the guy was like, I'd like to come over to my place. 
So this made the chicken think of her dating days when she was younger, the time she spent on OkCupid. Lots of people just posted pictures of their torsos. Like that was impressive. The torso is like literally the only body part you can't not have. That's also maybe the head. You know, you need your head and you need your torso. You could lose any other body part and be just fine. The chicken was thinking about how that had happened to her cousin. Her cousin lost a leg. Just because someone wanted to eat a chicken leg? And he had to live with only one leg. But he lived, and that's the point. Posting pictures of your torso, not that impressive. She remembers she had gone on an OkCupid date once with some guy who kept talking about how much weight he lost, and the chicken, who was not in a good mood because she bombed on stage, the chicken felt weird in that situation, and then he kept trying to get her to get dessert, and she didn't want dessert. And then he insisted. Anyways, there was more to that joke, but I don't remember it, so that's what's staying with that. So the chicken, remember, the chicken was just remembering that. The chicken is outside having a cigarette, and some guy's hitting on her even though he thinks she's pregnant. And smoking while pregnant, which is like not a good thing to do. The chicken's not that irresponsible. She was just regular smoking. So anyways, you know, she said no. She kindly declined. She thought about what she wanted to do with the rest of her evening. She looked across the street. There was music and dancing, and like all the, the skinny chicks were there. And this chicken wasn't, yeah, she wasn't skinny. She wasn't fat, you know. And then, uh, so she just went to the bar next door for a drink. And, uh, you know, yeah, she went for a drink. She ordered a, a tequila neat. And the bartender was like, what do you mean? You're like, you don't want it with ice? And she was like, yeah. And he was like, we don't serve it with ice. And the chicken was just very frustrated at this point. And she was just about to lose it. She had such a tough day. She had posted something on Facebook, like a picture of ice cream she was about to eat. And she was like really excited about eating it. And it was like delicious. And then her aunt just posted on it, this is why you're fat. Yeah, chicken had a bad day, guys. So she didn't need that bartender sass. So she was just like, just give me my tequila. <clears throat> so he did. And she's sitting there minding her own business and some guy sitting next to her was like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? And she hated that pickup line. So unoriginal. You guys just think they're starting a philosophical conversation. It's obviously the egg because chickens, side note, no joke here, this is a fact, evolved from birds. The theropods became theropods. The birds evolved from dinosaurs. That's what I meant to say, chickens are birds. Anyways, Theropods became chickens. It's not a debate. If anyone tries to say the chicken came first, they're probably a creationist, and you should probably stop talking to them. That's not how evolution works. Anyways, she didn't want to respond to that question because it was very unoriginal. So the guy was like, I'll buy you a beer. And then the chicken was like, I don't want a beer. And then the guy was like, why are you trying to lose weight? And the chicken was having such a bad day. She didn't need that. Chicken didn't need that. 
So uh, really, she didn't like beer. Beer made her bloated. The guy didn't need to know that, though. She's just like, I don't like beer. So then the guy was like, fine, I'll, I'll get you whatever drink you want. So the chicken ordered a tequila. She pointed at the one she wanted. And then the guy was like, so what do you do? And the chicken was like, I'm a stand-up comedian. And the guy was like, oh, yeah? Tell me a joke. Which is, you should never like say that to a stand-up comedian. The chicken knew this. But the chicken was drinking a tequila that that guy bought her. And he didn't know that that was a $30 shot of tequila. So the chicken was like, all right, fine, I'll tell you a joke. So the chicken was like, knock, knock. Two men walk into a bar, eh? Two men walk into a bar, a hookah bar. But orange, you glad I didn't say banana? The man didn't like that joke, and he told the chicken that, and the chicken didn't need that. The chicken was having a really bad day. So, uh, so the man left. The chicken stayed behind. She was watching whatever was on the the bar TV. It was a crime show, and they were describing a witness. They couldn't see the the not a witness the the person who did the crime. And the TV said, "This person is five foot seven, weighs one hundred and ninety five pounds. It is statistically improbable that this person is a woman." The chicken was five foot seven and weighed one hundred and ninety five pounds, and she didn't need that. <laughs> So then this other woman sitting at the bar was like, hey, you know, that joke was funny. The chicken liked that. She was like, you know, I, I, hope, I hope you don't feel bad about yourself. The chicken wasn't sure where she was going with this. Then the woman said, you know, I could give you some weight loss tips. And the chicken was like, oh. And the woman was like, oh, I'm not saying you'll ever be skinny like me, but you could be skinnier than you are. The chicken didn't need that. So the chicken tipped the bartender. She should always tip your bartender, no matter how bad your day is, no matter how much sass they gave you, because apparently ordering your tequila neat is not a thing. And the chicken went outside. Next to the bar on the other side, she heard there was an open mic happening. Someone else was flopping real bad on stage. Across the street, she saw bright neon signs flashing, tarot cards, psychic. She wasn't sure what to do next. And then all of a sudden, she hears, get out of the way, schmaltz. The chicken wasn't Jewish, but the chicken had Jewish family, so she knew that schmaltz meant chicken fat. <laughs> and she did not appreciate that. They stared each other down like they're about to fight. And the chicken was like, oh, no, I'm not young anymore. I'm not a young chick. I don't know if I could do this. And the dude was like, oh, really drunk and didn't want to fight a girl. So they stared each other down, knowing what they needed was distance. Someone had to walk away. But the chicken wanted to fight more. She was like, I've had it. I had such a bad day. She was like, come at me, bro. 
let's fight. And he was like, no. And she was like, why? Are you chicken? And so the two chickens stared at each other, knowing what they needed was distance between them. And one of them crossed the street. I'm Maria DePlutus, thank you. Why did the chicken cross the road? Schmaltz, I know what schmaltz is. That's good. That's what you make matzo balls out of. You take your leftover fat and you mix it with the... So good. Yay, Maria DePlutus, yay! Uh, your next comedian's gonna be... I don't see... There I see her in the back. Yeah! She's so she's so wonderful. Uh, I saw her a couple weeks ago, and she was complaining that she'd lost her butt. And then today she was like, I'm going to tell stories about how I used to be way bigger than I am. And then and I'm like, that's so funny because now you're tiny, and then now you complain about not having a butt. I'm very she's, – she's a very, very funny lady. I always super relate to all of her material and love her very, very much. And I think she's super funny. You guys are going to love her. She's starting her camera right now as I'm giving the – uh, clap amazingly for your next comedian, Natalie Fauzi! Yay! Hey, everybody. I'm actually going to look at notes today because I had to write a bunch of shit about this stuff. Uh, you know, you guys remember when you were fat and you were thin. Everybody's been fat and thin at some point, right? You've been both. Has anybody always been fat or always been thin? Like their whole life? No, right? No. How many people here are over 40? Like, no one. I think just me and her. Right? Yeah, you, you guys, when you get older, like, you start getting really worried about looking thin. Uh, like, I felt so pressured. So, pro- felt so pressured. I've actually literally rushed myself into being thin. I burn a lot of calories running late. <laughs> yeah, I have ADD, you guys. Yeah, so, uh, so I, I highly suggest uh, just if you really, you know, just, just don't be on time anymore. It's like rushing is like nature's best diet. Like you literally, anxiety makes you lose a lot of weight. I, I never understood why single people were always complaining that it was hard to lose weight. Because, I mean, my plan when I was single, well, I still am, but when I was younger and single, now it's a little bit different. But when I was younger and single, I just, you know, every time I wanted to lose weight, I'd just find a shittier man to date than the last guy I dated. And then I'd make him dump me. Voila, 15 pounds underweight immediately the best way it's the best way to do it when I uh when I was uh overweight I remember um feeling really really ashamed of this habit that I constant habit that I had my left thigh was always fucking my right thigh you know like you know thunder thigh thunder thigh collision and I was I was always running out of um you know lint tape because that's what I used to um hide the evidence that, you know, that sh- shiny sheen of pilling on your inseam, pilling inseam. Yeah, but when I, when I, when I did, when, when I was finally in a, round, in a, in a room of women uh, and, I, and I had that thigh gap, it felt like I was the capsule inside of a bottle of pills. I always got that look, you know, like, how dare you have a thigh gap? Fuck you, bitch. It's like, well, I, I got dumped like by a guy that was fucking hookers. Does that redeem me at all? <laughs> like, I mean, if I told you it was like the result of absolute misery, would you be like, oh, okay, it's all right. You're allowed. I don't hate you now. You're not better than me. You're just, you know, sicker than me or whatever. 
What do you guys think? Haven't you, have you ever, have you ever had like lost a bunch of weight because somebody dumped you? I'm looking at you specifically. I don't know why. I feel like she's, she knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right. That's like the perfect diet. Hot dogs and cigarettes. Uh, you know what it was for me? This is fun. Now I'm just like, just going to tell you, share real life. I was dumped. I, 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 I found out my ex-boyfriend was fucking hookers. This was a long time ago. I'm over it. So nobody needs to cry about it. You guys, I was like, what? You know how I found out? Uh, I found his hooker reviews online. I'm not even kidding you. True story. And I was like, oh my God, it's like Yelp for hookers. Like, this is insane. They should call it incognito.com. Or I thought, I thought the best name is actually City Whore Share. You guys remember City Car Share? That was back then. I'm aging myself. So this was a while ago. And you know what I did? It was string cheese and Cosmos. String cheese, Cosmos, and that's it. And I, I just, just like became like this like razor thin person, and I, I figured out all these things that these hookers sold, which was kind of interesting to me because I didn't know anything about this, you guys. And I had to look everything up on inter- on the internet because everything they sold was in acronyms. Uh, no joke, everything was like, one of them was uh, was a GFE. I'm like GFE, like gonorrhea for everyone. Like, no, it's a girlfriend experience. And I was like, a girlfriend experience? Like, I had no idea that accepting that coach purse made me the hooker experience. <laughs> no idea at all. And, uh, and then I thought, like, well, what is a girlfriend experience like anyway? Like, you show up at the door, and she's like, where have you been? <laughs> she comes out of the bathroom, and, and she's like, do these track marks make me look fat? <laughs> right, Pam? She's like, I knew she had to get a laugh at you. Uh, you know, or like, you know, she's like, I double booked sushi with my mother. You're just so high maintenance. I'm just going to give you a hand job in the car. I saw another one of these. I wasn't planning to do this set, but it's coming out just fun. Uh, you guys seem to be liking it. We've talked enough about people being fat. Let's just talk about dicks and whores. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, so another one of the, um, the acronyms that I saw you guys was, was called a CBJ. And I, I read it, I looked it up, it was like, covered blowjob. And I'm like, oh, so Aflac has a policy for this. And if you're not happy, they give you an RIM job instead. You know, covered, yeah, okay. But then I realized, no, this is like a blowjob with a condom on. You guys know what I'm talking about? Have you ever had one of those? No. Did you, did you pay for it? Or did, all, did, or did all your buddies pay for it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I read that, and I was like, wow, you paid for a covered blowjob? I'm like, that just doesn't seem like a very good value. It seems like, like you know, it's like going to Harvard but being in the continuing education program or, or, or taking a honeymoon in Cleveland. I mean, that really is. It's, it's supposed to be a honeymoon, but you're in fucking Cleveland. So why'd you pay for it? Uh, she didn't like that. You didn't like that one? Yeah, no, this was a long time ago for me, guys, really, really long time ago, so it, 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 it turned out into being a bunch of uh, really funny jokes. Um, let's see, what else do I want to talk about? Uh, hooker lovers, that was that guy, we called him hooker, I called him hooker lover, an asshole, asshole or hooker, depended on the day, depending on the day. But you know what's funny is I became an expert after looking at this because I could see how much all of these um, things cost. And I was like, I, I totally figured out like how much they charge for each each item. And I was like, oh my God, my rent in San Francisco is like a total bargain. It's like three GFEs and one CBJ. <laughs> so great, like a, like, a, like a Ferrari drives by. I'm like, how many pieces buys that? 
I couldn't help myself. Um, and I thought, oh my God, you know, it would be so awesome. And I'm inspired by Maria's story. Um, I'm going to tell a story. I would be so awesome if I could make that kind of money. I was like, that would be awesome. But I don't really want to, you know, I'm more like dinner and drinks, like dinner and drinks, but I'm not going to, I just can't do it. But, but I thought about, I'm like, you know what I could do? I could be a dominatrix. Yeah. <laughs> like I know how to torture people. I work in an office. I totally know how to torture people, and I, I thought I can totally do this. I'm, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get find that guy, and I'm, I'm this customer, and I'm not gonna call him slave. I'm gonna call him temp. Yeah, and I'm gonna make temp show up between six and eight in the morning because you know mornings just suck. And I guide him to a very gray cubicle, you know, with the lights, the fluorescent lights, kind of like make you look like you have jaundice. I'll just, I'll, I'll step him over to an antiquated computer, hand him a jar of jelly bellies and be like, spreadsheet this temp by color and by flavor. And just watch him go in one at a time. And while he's struggling with his, you know, silly Excel program that can't move and the mouse that can't do anything. And you, you guys know, you guys have been at work, right? It's pure fucking suffering. Let's just be honest when you've got technology that's not working. And then I, you know, fake, play a fake party in the room. You can't go yet, temp. You're not done yet, temp. You hear bottles of champagne opening. You can't do any of it. What makes you think that's teal, temp? You're too stupid for this job. And I just walk him into another room and be like, see that IKEA desk, La Paloma? Build it. Yeah, there's three screws missing. Yeah, I'm not doing you any favors. I think I would be a fantastic dominatrix. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I should hire a bunch of temps and like test out the theory. You what do you guys think? I mean, who doesn't feel like work? Has you have you ever built an IKEA piece of furniture ever? Like just the directions alone are like fucking hell, right? I think we should torture the world with that. Yeah, uh, I just want to tell you one more thing, just to be back on the topic of of being obsessed with my body, like everybody else is. Um, and I did. I recently lost some weight, and uh, I now I used to have a really nice butt, and now where my butt was really nice is just an extra butt underneath my butt, and so I have like a dimple butt, like a double butt. It, it only happens when you're old. Uh, so there's a downside to getting skinny, you know. Um, but I, I, was, I, I get online and I'm like trying to find all these beauty things and always looking for different ways to look sexy. And I came across actually a really cool drug. This pharmaceutical company um, invented a drug that actually treats the overcurvature of a penis. Yeah, did you guys know that? I'm like, crooked dick. Yeah, that sounds like a euphemism for Harvey Weinstein, you guys. But it's just real. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Like you know, like t uh, tissues get stuck together, so they start over curving. And uh, and it turns out, and it turns out this this drug that was invented for men actually also has benefits for women. Uh, they learned that when injected into the asses of women, this drug actually cures cellulite. You guys, it really does. True story. Yeah, I know. I was like, sign me up. I was, I was all over it. I was like, get me in this clinical study. I don't care where I have to fly. I'm doing it. I don't want any more dimples. And, uh, and what did I say about assholes earlier? Uh, and they pucker. Yeah, I want. I don't want to. I, I, yeah, I have a a a, a fat um, puckering asshole. And when I watch porn, I get upset because they they all have tiny, you know, 
cute, perky assholes. Anyway, I, I don't like how porn can actually make you ashamed of your ass. Anyway, and your asshole specifically, like nobody looks at it, but if you watch porn, you go, God damn it, I have the ugliest asshole on earth. Anyway, uh, that was just an aside, you guys. But I just want to tell you, so this drug, I was totally into it, but I, because it was invented for men, it, it had some side effects for women. Uh, one of them was, uh, you know, no sense of direction. And, uh, and the other one was a higher paycheck. So I'm still signing up because uh, I still, now I have OK Google to take me everywhere, right? And, and Uber. All right, you guys, I've been Natalie Fauzi. Thank you very much. <laughs> Natalie Fauzi and her puckered asshole, yay. I feel, I, I always, as a child, I was a, I was a ballerina as a child, and uh, I had a really mean teacher, and I was, I was kind of a chubby child, and she would take her little ruler and she would smack my ass, and she'd, she'd be like, Show me the ding dimples in your little fat ass. <laughs> like, because if you, if you puck, it's the way that you do your turn. She was just trying to help me be a better ballerina. It's okay. It's okay. Actually, when I was 12, I had my first trans moment. I was kind of a, the stocky little girl. I was a mediocre girl ballerina, but I wanted to be a professional ballerina. So my only trans moment when I was 12, I was like, let me play the boys' parts. <laughs> like, all the boys are just such, they were, like, worse than mediocre ballerinas. Like, they had sickled feet, and they couldn't even do a double turn. I was like, just let me play the boys' part. <laughs> They'll be accepted finally for the size that I am. Anyways, I, we can look, anyways. I, I, I applaud Mo, that cunty bitch, when I was a child, because I think that when, you, when you're a ballerina for 23 years, then you're 44, and you're like, oh, look, I'm still the same size. So thanks, Mo. I hope she's dead. She was so mean. She was so awful to me. She'd hit me in the ass all the time. Come on, little fatty, show me the dimples in your ass. Oh, I was 10. Your next comedian. He's, I'm trying to make the show be like therapy for me and sort of funny for you, so it might not always be funny for you, but it's still going to be therapy for me, so I'm going to feel really good about it and listen back and be like, I worked through my issues. I feel so much better about my body image. Your next comedian, I'm so excited. He is so, so funny. You guys are going to love him. Put your heads together for Kay Chang. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. There is, is there really a, a, a cure for a curved penis? Oh, my God. My dick leans further to the left than Bernie Sanders, y'all. That's... If you're not laughing, that's because you love Trump. That's the, uh... <laughs> this is cool. Pam dressed up as a cheerleader today. For you, for you. Give it up for Pam for dressing up. Just for you. This is just like that episode of Friends when Rachel uh, dressed up like a cheerleader. Uh, not because Pam is Rachel, but because it's all white people in here. That's why it's like <laughs> Friends. No, it's not. No, it's not. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> fuck me. Uh... <laughs> you like there was like one black woman in season nine the like nine years in New York City they finally found somebody black in that yeah okay anyways uh this is cool this is cool I'm a skinny dude I'm so skinny if I had sex with a woman as skinny as I am we might start a fire this whole set is just me talking about how insecure I am. Uh, I got a long ass leg, look, neck. Look at this long ass neck. Look at that. Uh, my, like my dating profile says I'm 5'10, but that's like 30% neck. All right. Uh, I have been told, though, that I have a nice smile. See? 
yeah, yeah. Unless I turn my head, then I look creepy. Watch this, watch this. And now you're like, well, why don't you just turn your head faster? You won't look as creepy. Okay, I'll do that, I'll do that. <laughs> Can't help it, I'm still creepy looking. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I got, I got a dating app. I, everybody's doing the online dating. Everybody's using the OkCupid and the Tinder. I'm old fashioned, you know what I use? Good old Craigslist. Yes. What, say that again? What? That is so, oh my God. That means this joke is outdated. Should I fucking still do this joke? Wow. <laughs> that was the best heckle I've ever had in my fucking. <laughs> I wish this would turn into like some great comedian story where I destroyed a heckler, but she just like factually corrected me. Damn, okay. All right, have a good night, y'all. That was uh. <laughs> All right, all right. I'll do the fucking bit, I guess. Uh, I use Craigslist because I need a girlfriend and you need a futon. Hi, I'm here about the futon, sure thing, but first, I made dinner, or I got this gift card to Olive Garden, and it's got seven bucks left on it. That joke would have been so good if you hadn't fucking <laughs> actually corrected me. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I, I don't use the, the Craigslist. I've been uh, frequenting my local library. It's, uh, it's what I do for women because librarians are super sexy. Oh my God, I got this fantasy where I'm at the library and uh-oh, uh -huh, my books are overdue. How am I supposed to pay these late fees? Mm. And we'll be getting it on right in the middle of the reference section and she'll be like, oh, and I'll be like, shh. <laughs> that joke wasn't directed at you. You just happened to be sitting right there as I was finishing the joke. And you happen to look like a sexy librarian. But that's not what I was going for, guys. I picked you for that joke, even though there was two other women wearing glasses. You just <laughs> you got that librarian vibe. Uh, the reference section is the sexiest section. A lot of people will tell you it's an adult nonfiction. Not true. That's where you want to go if you want to get your freak on, right? But if you want to really want to make love Titanic style, you go to the reference section. Trust me, I've done the research. Where did I do the research? On Google. Where else do, where else do you do research? Come on, y'all. <laughs> uh, so I'm a, I'm a skinny dude, but I'm not unhealthy i'm in fantastic shape if i took my shirt off right now you'd be like whoa this dude is cut like fresh grass oh my god he is cut like taxes for the wealthiest one percent oh my <laughs> maybe san francisco is not the best place to do a one percenter joke has <laughs> a couple one percenters in here <laughs> one more this dude's abs are like the earth Flat. <laughs> All right. Got some flat earthers here. Hell yeah, this is my audience right here. Oh, I will 
take off an article of clothing for every laugh that I get. That's what I'll. Uh, oh, that counts. No, no I'm kidding. I'm not, I'm not stripping here. Uh, is it, once you get in shape, like you always look for an excuse to take off your shirt. Like, dang, it is warm in here. I need to take my shirt off. Shit. Oh, I spilled a drink on myself. I need to take my shirt off. Oh shit. Is it Kwanzaa? I need to take my shirt off. If you're not laughing at that joke, you're racist. That's uh, how it works. Uh, I was uh, not always this handsome pile of man you see before you. Uh, thank you. Uh, I was I was a very ugly teenager. I was a skinny kid, skinny Asian kid with very long hair. I had hair way down to here and as poofy as an afro. I looked like it looked like a, a lemon lollipop that fell on a barber shop floor. That's that's my grossest joke right there. That's a uh, uh, but it was okay. It was okay. I, I didn't mind. You know, it was like. I was an ugly kid, and, and now I'm a be little bit better looking. I realize that it doesn't, handsome men can do the bare minimum and get credit for it. Like if a handsome dude posts a picture of their nephew, girls will go, oh my God, he is so great with kids. What a role model. If you are an ugly dude, you gotta save an orphan from a building, like a burning building. Even then, women will be like, why is he touching a kid? That's hella creepy, right? Everybody's wondering, like, how come we're just now mad at R. Kelly 20 years later? Uh, because he's balding and doesn't have abs anymore. That's it, guys. I'm just saying, justice is coming for Chris Brown in, like, 20 years, okay? Just wait, Chris Brown. <laughs> it's just... Here, and I, by, by the way, like, men are shallow, too. Don't get me wrong. Like, if I was a pretty woman, I wouldn't even learn how to read. I would just have men buy me shit. Like, we're really dumb. Like, we're really dumb. But women are shallow in that they don't know that they're shallow. They'll lie to themselves. Like, a hot guy will... Say like a hot guy knows a lot about you, well then, he's sweet. But if an ugly dude knows a lot about you, he's a stalker, right? If a hot guy uh, is an asshole, then he's a badass. If an ugly guy is an asshole, well, he's just an asshole. Uh, I don't have a punchline here. Now I'm just ranting. This is just, <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, all right, I'm done talking about my uh, body issues. Let's talk about some other people's issues. Uh, I have a girlfriend, the dating app. Jokes I wrote when I was single. I, I was funnier when I was single. What can I say, guys? It's just this is how it is. Uh, love will really kill your comedy career. So, anyways, my girlfriend, uh, she has eczema. She's very allergic to shrimp. Here's the problem: shrimp is delicious. Uh, I love shrimp, and so if she eats shrimp, she gets a rash. And I know this, uh, and I don't want her to get a rash, but I ain't about to tell her what to do with her body, I'm not Congress. Uh. <laughs> yeah. But I also know that if she eats shrimp, then she's not going to want to have sex later because a woman needs to feel sexy in order to have sex. Men don't need to feel. We don't need to feel. That's we're just... <laughs> We're good. If I was in a coma, I'm still down, you know? <laughs> like, bring it on. 
Uh, so yeah, I have a girlfriend. We did not meet at the library on a dating app. It was actually a Southwest flight. Yes, I was in Group C. Some of y'all know. Yeah, see, exactly. Some of y'all know what that means already. Uh, group C means three things. One, uh, I waited till the last second to check in. Two, I'm probably getting a middle seat. Three, I do not have my life together. <laughs> group A people got their lives together, right? Group A people know what the word fiduciary means. <laughs> group C people laugh when we hear the phrase penal code. <laughs> All right, got some group C people here. Hell yeah. <laughs> Group A people eat fancy foods. They eat charcuterie and caviar and vegetables. <laughs> Group C people have a favorite flavor of Hot Pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Group A people got a 401k and a retirement plan. Group C people are paying off student loans for a degree we did not finish. Okay, the last joke hit close to home for some of y'all. <laughs> Suddenly got quiet. Uh, so yeah, she, I was. Uh, she was. She's a Group A person, right? She got the window seat. I was in Group C, so I got the middle seat next to her. She knows I'm Group C. Like I'm not hiding anything right here. Like she knows I don't have my shit together. Uh, but here's what I did. Here's my line. And by the way, it's a lot of pressure to fucking hit on somebody when there's another person to your left of you. Like okay. <laughs> Like, and if I get shot down, like, this is, it's a four-hour flight to Albuquerque, okay? I cannot <laughs> enter New Mexico on a note of rejection. So, I got to make it tight, right? So, what I did was I looked at her bag, and I said, oh, you pack light. She just had a purse. She's like, no, actually, uh, I, I, I brought some luggage with me to carry on. Do you have any baggage? And I, in my head, I'm like, I have so much baggage. <laughs> <laughs> But instead, what I did was uh, I opened up my backpack and I showed her the 10 pounds of stir fry that my mom had packed for me. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Asian kids and Jewish kids get this joke. And if you are an Asian Jew, you have snacks on you right now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, then I, uh, I asked her out and uh, we, we, we went out and not to lunch because obviously my mom packed a lunch for me. So uh, it's, it's been going well. We're about to celebrate two years this month. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to boyfriend the shit out of her. You guys don't know. I'm, I'm going to fuck that shit up, right? I'm going to romance. I'm, I'm romantic as a motherfucker. You don't know, man. Uh, I don't have anything planned. Not really. <laughs> if you have ideas. This is really why I'm doing this show, is because I am out of ideas. Uh, we went and saw Beyonce last September. Yeah, well, like, at a concert, not like we didn't meet and, yeah. I, I just feel like I should be good for like the next five years. Do I have to do anything? All right, <laughs> good. Uh, we're, we're boring. We're a boring couple, and by the way, like, that's not a bad thing. I like being boring. We bought uh, a dehumidifier. And oh my God, I have never felt closer to another human being than when I am emptying out this dehumidifier. It is just, there's so much water and we pour it into the sink and it looks like that, 
like the fucking waterfall in Jurassic Park. It's just beautiful. Okay, I guess you guys like moisture. Okay, this is a moisture crowd. I see how it is. Um, <clears throat> how long do you want me to go? Keep going? Or? Oh, really? Fuck, this is my Netflix special. You guys are just... <laughs> Oh, you are. Oh, shit. Too bad. I just bumped you. This is, uh, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. Uh, I'll just start over. The, uh, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Of course, she will be standing to the left, to the left, when we <laughs> hold hands. All right, I'm going to try to, we're going to take a step back from all this. Uh, this is my idea for a Beyonce-themed vegetarian restaurant. Menu items include all the single lentils, <coughs> tofu the left, and say my grain. There you go. Uh, let's just all agree that Destiny's Child songs are basically Beyonce songs, aren't they? They should have just called that group Beyonce and her summer interns. <laughs> oh, this, this this comes with a bonus joke. And to drink, we will be serving lemonade. There you go. Your groans make me stronger, okay? If you don't like puns, you're going to hate the rest of this set, just so y'all know. Uh, okay. How am I going to close this one out, folks? Uh, I do have... I, 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 first off, I'm, I'm 33 years old. Uh, I know I look young. I could pass as a Pokemon trainer. I get that, <laughs> guys. Uh, I still get pimples, too. Oh, my God. My face is so oily, the U.S. wants to invade it. That's, uh, okay. This is a Trump crowd. Jesus. Uh, I do, here's why I want to end it, is one, celebrating Pam's dope-ass socks. Uh, but we lost somebody very, very near and dear to us. I'm a nerd, uh, like comic books and video games. I don't, I don't even need to say that. Y'all can just look at me and be like, yeah, this dude likes comic books and video games. Um, but yesterday, Peter Mayhew, the actor who played Chewbacca, died. Uh, so I just, instead of a moment of silence, let's just all take a moment of Okay, here we go. One, two, three. Uh, not all of you can roll your R's. That's just what I learned in that bit. It is mostly white people in here, so uh, we'll take that one. Uh, Pam did a, a really, I don't, you guys came in, you didn't see her stretch. It was really cool, like uh, the leg stretch thing. I'm not going to try it, but I'm going to try to, I'm going to show off my yoga pose. This is a, this is a, a great thing to do for radio is a yoga pose. Here we go. All right, that's my time. Thank you very much. JJ, everyone, that was amazing. I learned how to do that as a kid, but I thought it was gymnastics. I didn't know it was yoga. That was crazy. That was awesome. You're still old and you can do it. Here, I'll show you my trick. This is the thing. So I know that I'm old when three things happen. One, I don't fit into my cheerleading costumes anymore. That means I'm old, number one, because this is from 1991, and it's, you know, okay, I'm 44. Two, I can still do this. See if I can. I'm going to use this as a little. Look at my pubic hair, too, while I do it. Okay, so I can do that, too. 
And I can also do cartwheels and handstands. So I can do four things. Yay! But whenever I can't do those things, I'm like, I am old. Uh-oh. So I hope that I'm like 70 and I'm still doing cart- cartwheels and handstands. And small children are confused everywhere. <laughs> you just have to keep... The, the one thing that's going to make you old, you have to stay flexible, honestly. All the old people die because they break their hips. They fall down because they're not flexible anymore. And then they trip and fall. Just you young people, you don't even know. Just keep stretching. Flossing and stretching. Flossing and stretching are going to save you. Seriously, flossing and stretching. It's like the weirdest. No one's going to make you floss, but like you really have to floss. (laughs) Although when the apocalypse happens, I'm really excited because I'm going to take all the leftover floss that no one used and I'm going to make it into tiny nooses and I'm going to trap all the pigeons because pigeon is just another word for squab and the French eat squab and the Egyptians eat squab and I'm going to have tons of squab. I'm going to be living large. In the apocalypse, I'm gonna be murdering squabs. Boom! Everyone's be like, "Oh, we want one of your squabs." I'm like, "Yeah, we go to the fig tree and we stuff it with figs and we roast it over an open fire." Yes, we're gonna be okay in the apocalypse, everyone, because I was a Girl Scout too. I wasn't just a cheerleader. Your last comedian of the night. What a pleasure! I actually don't know her very well, but you, com- she, she contacted me. She was like, "Yeah, like body issues. Let's fucking do it." And I was like, "Yeah, let's fucking do it." Put your hands together, everybody, for Chloe Matonis. Wow, thanks, guys. Hey, let's give it up for Pam and her cool skirt. Yeah. And let's give it up for you guys for being here. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, rule of threes, one more. Let's give it up for this beautiful avocado. Yeah. Uh, This was not planned. I bought too much produce this week, and I'm leaving town tomorrow for a week, and this became ripe today. Um, Does someone want a perfect avocado? (laughs) All right, here. um, It's just, we'll put it, we'll put it there. All hail the avocado. Cool, guys, cool. Um, Pam, thank you for the PSA about flossing. Uh, I had a boyfriend in college. Uh, He didn't brush his teeth a lot. And I I asked him, I was like, did did you brush your teeth today? He's like, nah, but I ate yogurt. So that that counts, right? (laughs) And I was like, ooh, it's time for us to break up. (laughs) It was two years into the relationship when I realized he thought yogurt was equivalent to toothpaste. I don't whatever. Okay. Um, Anyway, hey, guys. So, uh, yeah, I contacted uh, Pam, excuse me, about uh, a month ago about this uh, show because uh, this is something that's very near and dear to me. I've been working through some body issue stuff for, like, the past decade, I guess. Most of my life, you know, that's how how it goes. Um, Yeah. So I am a little about me. I am a middle child, which means my parents love me a medium amount. Uh, and that was not enough. Um, yeah, so love me. Um, <laughs> start. Let's start there. Um, it's a medium amount. If you're in Starbucks, that's a venti uh, with with steamed almond milk because I'm hot and I'm vegan. So kapow. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I am a middle child, and I think I'm in a constant roast battle with my parents. Uh, they are winning. Yeah, I recently, when I was younger, I was kind of weird looking and generally carsick. I was always carsick for some reason. Uh, And I wanted to prove this to someone, so I texted my dad. I was like, can you send me a photo uh, from my awkward phase? And he texted me back a picture from Christmas last year. I was like, I was like, dad, what? Yeah, yeah, what a dick. Um, I have a theory that my parents bullied me. I think they tag teamed it growing up. Uh, my mom cut my hair really short. She told me it was most suitable for my, as she lovingly put it, bowling ball-shaped head. <laughs> and then my dad 
uh, got me to play basketball in an all-boys basketball league for five years, <laughs> ages 8 to 13, yeah. Um, yeah, whew. I was taller than all the boys because I hit puberty first, uh, so that was a bonus. I was the power forward. <laughs> he nicknamed me White Chocolate Thunder. <laughs> I averaged probably... Uh, four, where am I, there's a stand. I averaged probably four points a season, you guys. Now here's the real kicker, though. I was good. I was enthusiastic, and uh, he thought he taught me how to set picks. You know, so I would set picks like this. Uh, but I didn't know that this was to like protect the balls that I didn't have. Uh, and I, once again, I was the only girl, and I had really short hair. Um, and I just, it was really, I think it kind of fucked with my head a little, you know, being on the brink of puberty and getting crushes on these boys that thought I was a boy. Uh, and I think that's where things got a little weird. Anyway, yeah. Um, so I, so, so I was always carsick growing up for some reason. I was really nauseous and I think I developed bulimia later on and I think it was kind of a smooth transition. <laughs> um, I, I was thinking about, after you contact, you posted about the show, I was thinking about it, I was like, why did I get some issues? And I was like, it just kind of, yeah, there, it just, it was, it was, I was like, oh, close, throwing up again. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so my parents, my parents are dicks. Um, my mom is very wise, though. She uh, gave me good advice. She told me to uh, treat men like Baskin Robbins ice cream flavors. You guys heard this? You have to try all 31 flavors before you commit to buying a cone, yeah? Yeah, yeah, so she was like, oh, date a lot, you know, try every flavor of ice cream, but just don't get fat, because then the ice cream won't want to fuck you. <laughs> I was like, cool, mom, okay, mixed messages here, mixed messages. Uh, power forward. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, so I've been working through some body stuff, um, and I've always been really into, like, dieting. I've been trying different diets my whole life, you know, because... Body issues never really go away. I think you just kind of learn to cope with them in different ways. I don't know if anyone here is that's relatable to anyone, but you know, you're like, oh, I'm gonna try being keto now, and I'm gonna be vegan and whatever. Um, where's I going with this? I'm doing a diet right now, actually. Uh, it's this weird diet. It's like vegan keto. I'm basically only eating nuts and seeds, but I own, but I eat as many nuts as I want to, and I eat as much seed as I want to. And you guys, it's not working. Yeah, she got it. <laughs> Kapow. <laughs> Someone once told me, they're like, Chloe, you can't be vegetarian because sucking dick still counts as eating meat. And I was like, not white meat. <laughs> I was like, white meat does not count. That's it. That's the punchline. Um, yeah, anyway, so I'm on this new diet. Uh, I am vegan, though. I'm actually vegan. I was raised uh, pretty much vegetarian. Um, now I'm vegan. I'm just gonna say it one more time. I'm vegan, guys. <laughs> Those are the rule. Their rules of vegan club. First rule: one, we exist. Second rule of vegan club: you gotta talk about it. Always gotta talk about it. And the third rule of vegan club is: if no one sees you eat it, it doesn't count. <laughs> Thank you. My roommates hate that one. They'll be like, Chloe, did you eat my leftover meatball sub? And I'm like, nah, nuts and seeds. Check my Instagram. I'm posting this shit everywhere. <laughs> I love it. Just wolf it down. I love peanut butter. Does anyone else eat peanut like? It's yeah. I got a thumbs up from Dan in the back. Um, yeah, it's a very love-hate relationship. I have no joke here. It's just I I love peanut butter. I don't know what to say. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, 
My grandmother is very wise. She's very into health food. Uh, she always tells me when she hangs up the phone, like this is her sign out, is now remember, Chloe, keep your morals high and your junk food low. And I'm like, get high and drop it low. You got it, Grandma. Boop. She's like, no, that's not what I said. Um, I do follow her advice, though. I am very healthy. I am very healthy. I also smoke a lot of weed, you guys. Yeah. Where's that bong at? Just kidding. Um, well, it's over there. We'll, we'll work it out later. We'll see you later. I'll see you after the show. Um, but it, it's a weird combo, you know, because I get high and I get the munchies, and then I eat things like barrels of apples, and like I wake up with jars of almond butter, like <laughs> on my hands. Like I'm like, what? Uh, I eat blocks of cold tofu. It's weird, you guys. It's weird. This <laughs> is relatable. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's um it's just squishy. It's nice, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I guess my body is a temple, and my mind is like the NASA Space Center. You know, and like it's far away. We don't know what's going on up there, and it could be shut down any day now. <laughs> um, I'm also really into exercise. You guys, I love exercise. I think running is really great. Anyone else here run? Okay, cool. Oh, we got some claps. Okay. Well, everyone exercise. Yeah, let's do that. I don't know what to do. Okay. Uh, yeah, I love running. I love running. I'm trying to get my boyfriend to uh, run with me more. Uh, he's he's He likes it. He just doesn't, um, he has a problem with wearing the leash, you know? <laughs> so we're just trying to, we're working on that. We're working on that. He's got to be a good, he's going to be a good boy. Um, my sister is a, uh, is a long distance runner and I kind of got into long distance running uh, from because of her as well. She was my coat, my captain growing up for cross country. Um, and I don't, I don't get why we enjoy it or do, I feel like I have to almost like why, like there's must be something, there's something in there that makes you feel like you just have to run for miles. I don't like, what's she running from? What am I running from? I don't know. Once again, no punchline, but looking for answers, <laughs> please. <laughs> what am I running from? Peanut butter. Okay. Um, yeah, a lot of people think that I, talking about body image stuff, how people see you, uh, I think a lot of people think that I'm too blonde to be smart. I think those people might be onto something. <laughs> I have a really bad habit of hopping onto buses without checking where they're going. <laughs> Anyone else do that? No. Okay. Um, yeah, sometimes I feel, sometimes I feel like a feminist Barbie, you know, that uh, got discontinued because no... <laughs> no one was buying it. <laughs> I treat myself like that too. You know, I have a lot of outfit changes throughout the day. You know, I'm like, I'm a working lady now. Take me seriously. <laughs> and I put on my yoga clothes. I'm like, I'm at the gym now. Take me seriously. And then I do comedy at night and I'm like, I'm a comedy lady. Laugh at me. <laughs> seriously. Uh, thank you, Christina. <laughs> Christina actually knew me growing up. I was always cars. I was always throwing up, right? <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> oh, this is okay. <laughs> okay, jokes. Okay. Whew. Um, yeah, anyway, exercise is important. I love it when people say they want to get into. Sh Thanks, Christina. I love it when people say they want to get into. Let's ignore that. We'll. 
we'll, we'll run away from that later. Um, I gotta go run, guys. Um, just start stretching. When, I love when people say they wanna get in shape. They tell me, they're like, I wanna really get into shape. I go, oh, cool, what shape do you wanna be? I wanna be triangle-shaped, you know, cause then I'll look like the girl on the bathroom sign and people will finally wanna come inside of me, you know, so. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'll, uh, yeah, all right. Some self-deprecating jokes, some, we're working through things, whatever. Um, I'll leave you guys with this. I don't want you to worry about me. You know, I'm a modern woman, I'm a feminist, I'm healthy, I'm figuring it out. Uh, I'm gonna start my own business someday. You know, I just need some seed money. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start my own business. It's gonna be a self-driving car business, you guys. It's gonna be really good. Because uh, I recently realized any car is a self-driving car if you tie a brick to the gas pedal. Uh, much like myself, I don't know where it's going, but it's going there fast and recklessly. And that's it. I'm Chloe Matonis. Thanks so much. <laughs> Chloe Matonis, yay! Keep your hands clapping. You guys, clap your hands for all the comedians you saw tonight. Clap your hands for yourself. Say, yay us. Yay you. I don't know any of you people. It's amazing that you're here. Thank you for whoever you're supporting or however you figured out this place exists. Please make sure you join in our Instagram, Mutiny Radio SF. Like, follow us and tell your friends that we exist. And we're so cool, right? Yay. So um, I've got, um, we're going to, this is going to be in, but I have a bunch of pot food and we can bring the bong out so if anybody wants to like smoke and be cool we got that we're just chilling I mean, we can tell jokes for each other or whatever and I'll, I'll leave I'll leave you guys with this last joke um, just because we've been so like body positive I want to be really body positive to the men who are uncircumcised all right because I I have a fet I it's not a fetish it's fantasy about taking an uncircumcised dick and pulling it up and then pulling the foreskin up over the dick and then put whiskey in the foreskin, right? I want whiskey dick for real, okay? Thank you. Can I finally get what I want? It's twofold. One, <laughs> one, I'm an alcoholic and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. And two, boys are gross and you have to clean out all that schmegma. You know what I'm saying? And you just, alcohol cleans out the schmegma. Thank you guys so much for being here. Yay. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Yay.
live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties, the food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com and experience Subliminal SF. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, 
our personal stories and struggles and challenges and we'll also have guests come in and share their stories and hopefully through all this we can expand our view or your view yes and there'll be plenty of dick jokes so don't worry it's not always going to be heavy yeah i might even share black hair tips Black hair tips, don't know anything about it, sorry. <laughs> All on my limited view. Yes, every Tuesday from 12 to 2. Uh, oh, you can if you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah, and Google Play. And Stitcher. iTunes, oh, you already said that. TuneIn Radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh, my God, there's just so many. And Overcast. Um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast mov podcast is our handle until next time i hope you're enjoying your view yes bye bye that, was, that kind of sucked balls good evening there my friends here at mutinyradio.fm chester cashcock here and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there and uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling so all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 499. Mutiny 
Radio listener, it's that time of year again. March 1st through 5th, it's time for the 4th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, 5 days, all here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, 5 days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians, bringing you comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets, $10 a show, 25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counter Offer and Subliminal SF. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience. Hey, pig.
say so tomorrow morning in the personal column San Francisco Chronicle, and I will set up a meeting. If I do not hear from you, my next pleasure to kill a Catholic priest. The letter says you'll be alive until 3 a.m.
Subliminal SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Welcome to the AltaCast. My CD isn't playing. We're having technical difficulties here already. Hey, it's, uh, Wednesday. It's that time. Time when... Why won't it play? What's going on? Uh, crazy. It's spinning. It's crazy. Letting you guys behind the curtain here of AltaCast. That part, that's the, sounds like there's a room full of Japanese dolphins. Uh, that is Kope, always behind us, the Japanese Bjork. So if anyone was listening last week, we were just all over the map. Uh, Steve Poggi, literally all over the map. And uh, talking about situations and anyways. Hey, the good news is I got my phone back. <laughs> if you guys heard about all that. Uh, last night, went out to karaoke again. You know, I gotta stop doing the dance break. They say that an addiction is when a behavior that you're doing gets in the way of you living the rest of your life. And I might be addicted to karaoke. It might be a problem. And I don't know if it's that I'm addicted to the karaoke or the dance break. You see, I should not dance anymore. I am too old. And every time I get on stage and I start doing the dance break, I hurt myself. That I, uh, my tushy hurts from my Mexico karaoke fiasco. And uh, I hurt myself again last night singing The Reflex by Duran Duran. Sadly, my regular karaoke guy wasn't there. And so no live band backing there, but uh, whoever took his place did a fine job. And so did I. And again, uh, a lot of comedy last night, a lot of fun. Hit Tope, Grant and Green, OMG first, and then, and then I did karaoke. It's a problem. <laughs> or a solution, I'm not sure. Uh, but it's not, alcohol isn't the problem. I'm telling you, karaoke, is the problem well everybody what is the problem with you and with us what i mean by that is the u.s what is going on i i didn't pay attention at all this week because uh i can't i just can't even you know i but i did um pay my taxes so that was great it wasn't as scary and difficult as I thought the tax 
hawk make very easy. And uh, I mean, it was it wasn't as scary. I'm I'm happy that I could. You sure you ain't been tail, man? on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah. And Google Play. And Stitcher. iTunes. Oh, you already said that. TuneIn Radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh, my God. There's just so many. And Overcast. Um, Yes. You can also find us on social media. M as in Mary. L as in Larry. P as in Peter. Podcast. M-O-V Podcast is our handle. 
until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. That kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak chilling.
Well, hello and welcome to Women's Magazine here at MutinyRadio.fm. That was Pamela Parker. She's going to be calling in today in about two at about two fifteen. That was a, kind of a new track called "Pedal to the Metal." Uh, today's theme of Women's Magazine is women who rock and roll with the punches of the in- music industry. So I'm really excited. We have amazing guests here today, and we're actually going to start off the show with a live performance from. Hollywood, who's here uh, kind of on a tour. Uh, she's going to play us a song, sing us a song, and um, then we'll hear a little bit about where she's going next. So, Polly, thanks for being here. Take All it away. Right. Thanks for having me. This is a brand new song. It's called Bring Me My New Life, I think. Um, I wrote it actually with the drum kit, and it's the first song I wrote that's lies heavily on the ride cymbal. But since today, all I have is a pair of bongos. It'll be brand new. So, <laughs> here we go. Experimental, as always. Bring me my new life. 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 You gotta imagine this ride symbol just going the whole time. Bring me my new eyes, make them clear, make them wide. But first fill them up with tears so I can wash away those wasted years, wasted years. Bring me my new skin, bring me my new skin. 